1: Hey gang, Kevin Goatee, Gutting the Sacred Cow. How the hell are you? Guess what? The moment is here. Tickets are now on sale for the live show. That's right, guttingthesacredcow.com. Go there, homepage. Tickets, go buy them. You're going to go be able to see us at the Clifton, New Jersey AMC Theater, about 10-15 minutes from Giant Stadium. You're going to watch Karate Kid with us. And you're going to watch us do a live episode with Bill and Joanne from The Morning Show tag-teaming together like Hogan and Macho Man did in the 80s and join up and try and see if they can convince Kevin Israel and myself that the Karate Kid stinks. GuttingTheSacredCow.com, get your tickets now. We only have a limited amount available because the theater is doing social distancing. So we're only allowed to have 20% of the theater for the show. So, get your tickets now guttingthesacredcow.com. Do not wait. We've already sold a third of the tickets. Do not wait. Guttingthesacredcow.com every day of course, as you know, fun articles, merch, all that stuff. And if you haven't yet done so, please subscribe on your podcast platform, here on YouTube, wherever. Make sure you subscribe that way you never miss an episode whenever the second it drops, you get an alert. Lastly, I say it every week, and welcome to all of our new fans and friends. If you haven't done so yet, please, a five-star rating, two-sentence review of the podcast. It helps. It does help. And last but not least, cow at gmail.com. If you want to advertise with us, we'd love to do that with you. We'd love to work with you and help build your brand. And without further ado, here's Zach Amico kicking Napoleon Dynamite right in the you-know-what. Enjoy! Around is what I know. It's just that
2: this cow has got to go.
1: I know some
0: people kind of like it. Yeah, I'm trying to head right down. Yeah. It doesn't matter because we're gutting the sacred cow. Frank. Ed,
1: Red Van, Frank, yes, Ed, I know. Kevin Israel, name that film.
0: Snakes on a Plane. Naked Gun, two and a half, not even close. (laughs) Yeah, I've decided that anytime I don't know the movie, I'm just going to throw out something completely unrelated rather than saying I don't know. Oh, all right. Well, Snakes on a Plane. I didn't have Motherfucker in there.
1: That would have been a dead ringer if it was gutting the sacred cow how are we kids what's going on kevin goatee kevin israel here we are yet another episode but first before we get into it don't forget if you have not yet done so please pretty please leave a five-star rating and a one or two sentence review on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts that helps big time if you want to advertise with the show gutting at gmail.com hit us up but now that we've got our business out of the way our guest today is a guy I've known since I pretty much started comedy at the same time this guy. I give it for Zach Amico. Zach-, for me, Zach Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. Zach used to run the mic way back in the day at the stand. And uh, Zach and I kind of bonded over our, our mutual love of David Tell. And then Zach shitting on every comic after they finished their five minute set at the stand. So uh, we become. That was comic. kind of the format. I know. <laughs> that was hilarious. I had no right to
2: either. I was just as young as them and I just decided that I would make fun of everybody before and after their sets.
1: One of my favorite ones, but I've heard this ad nauseum, but it still always puts a smile on my face. After I finished my set, Zach goes, give it up for the bad guy in every 80s movie.
0: (laughs) That is so perfectly correct.
1: Isn't it? I I wear that like a fucking banner of pride. Zach has decided to do a film that... Boy, this has a cult following and made a shitload of money on the ROI. Zach Amico has chosen the 2004 cult classic Napoleon Dynamite. But before we get into it, Zach, tell everybody about your podcast, the, uh, the Zach Spectacular, uh, the, midnight, the Midnight Spook Spectacular. Midnight Spook Show, uh, sorry, sorry. Take that every
2: time. Friday night at midnight on the Gas Digital Network, I do Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show comics talking shit while we watch uh, either a horror movie, B-movie, or a genre movie. Uh, it's usually me and two comics. Really fun. Really been having a lot of fun. Uh, just hit 100 episodes. of two years into it, and uh, I think people would like it a lot. think Mystery Science Theater 3000, but uh, every once in a while, they fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Sounds fun. Sounds awesome. Yeah, Zach's always on Leech and his Skanks and a lot of the shows on Gas Digital, so give him a, a listen there. That's a great network and great guys running that, too. But we talked about Napoleon Dynamite. That's what we're going to talk about today. So let's get into some facts and figures. 2004 is the release date. A budget of $400,000. A haul of $46.1 million in 2004. Translation into 2020 dollars. $476.6 thousand dollars. $54.8 $54.8 million haul. That is, damn! That, that's like Blair Witch ROI we're
0: talking to your kids. That's like just a free fortune.
2: <sighs> I'd also like to note that John Heater, who plays Napoleon, got a $1,000 for the role.
1: Fuck you for running. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: had to, uh, upon doing press, and once it, started, uh, once it started doing so well, he renegotiated so that he got a, 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 some points on it. Fuck you for stealing one of my
0: five fun facts. That oh, is I'm one. sorry, buddy.
1: <laughs> no, nah, it's all right. I,
0: I like you shitting on uh, Kevin's Wheaties. Damn it! That.
1: That's the first time a guest has ever jumped the gun with a fucking
0: uh, I loved it.
1: That's oh, fine. It's first for everything. So, as we all know, we do the IMDb guest scale. As we know, Zach, IMDb is a one through ten scale with decimal points. And I'll allow you to have honors. What did Napoleon Dynamite get on IMDb?
2: I have no idea. I haven't checked it.
1: That's good. I'm glad. That's why I'm having you guess.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go uh, 6.8.
1: Kevin Israel. 8.3. Zach, you are now the owner of two beautiful showcases. 6.9. <laughs> wow. Just by a cunt air away. Rotten Tomato score, as we also know, is a 1 through 100, a percentage-based scale. Kevin Israel, I'll allow you to go first this time. What did Napoleon Dynamite get with the critics?
0: 72.
1: Zach? 74. 71. (laughs) You boys are fucking sniper (laughs) skills with this shit. Zach, audience score, Rotten Tomatoes. What did the audience give this uh, Napoleon Dynamite? 63. Kevin? 80. 74. Wow. Split the baby. Quotes is Pedro there. I'm not doing the impressions because well, Tina, you fat cow. Do chickens have large talents? Kevin Israel, any quotes from you from this film? Gosh, <laughs> is that all? <laughs> yep, that's good. Good, Zach. <laughs> any, any quotes? Uh, jump out at you. Uh, make a damn quesadilla. I was going to leave that one for Kevin. That was that one jumped out too. By the way, another often sort of fun fact for that, but uh oh, fuck it, I'll, I'll do it right now. That lady is the uh, is a lady from Ray Donovan, the grandmom from uh, the the Napoleon Dynamite is also the was it the Ann or whatever Ray Don- No one watches Ray Donovan? All right. I'll no, go. I did. I can't Isn't picture she, um, who she was. She's Matt's mom on Only Sunny. Yes, yes, yes. That's also true. Yeah. Love that show. I got into that late and I'm finally caught up now. So can't wait for that. Yes. Who would have thought a woman with a Boston accent and a mullet would have a career in acting?
0: Oh, uh, the, the one other, the one other quote that kind of stood out to me. And I know I'm going to, I can't remember the exact food, but during her speech, Summer said, do you want to eat chalupas? Did she say chalupas? Chimichangas. So do you want to eat chimichangas? And I was like, wow, that was surprisingly racist for this movie. Oh, I did not, ca- did not catch that.
1: Zach, any other quotes you had? No, I don't think so. Good. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Whoa, five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. facts. The Napoleon Dynamite dance scene was only filmed because they had extra film stock. I think they would have been better if they would have filmed John Heater shoving a razor dildo in his ass
0: repeatedly. That's interesting because I wonder what the... What the plan was, otherwise, because it seemed to fit into the story. Yeah, that they that he had to do that. I wonder what the uh, if they just completely rearrange the story for that.
1: There was a Napoleon Dynamite cartoon on Fox that was canceled after six episodes, which acted like a sequel for the film. Missed that one. Uncle Rico really threw the ball at haters' face so hard that he has two black eyes throughout the movie because of that. It took. Four takes to get it right. As as Zach has said, he was paid a thousand bucks to do the role but got points in the end. Rex was almost played by Jack Black, but Jack chose another film to play an annoying improv esque character instead. What was the film? I don't know. I just completely oh. made, made that up. Oh. <laughs> Rex. But. Five fun facts are done. Now, listen, we're going to get to the meat of this puppy real fucking fast. So now it is time for Zach and Miko to gut, gut the, the sacred, sacred
0: cow.
2: cow. Okay. So first things first. Let's address what this movie really is. MTV bought an independent film and sold their own movie as a masterpiece. MTV partnered with Fox Searchlight, bought a $400,000 movie, and then played commercials for it on MTV ad nauseum. Then at the MTV Movie Awards, gave their own movie, Best Movie, Breakthrough male Performance, and Best Musical Performance. Uh, another thing I hate, it is an 80s, 90s period piece clearly set in 2004. Uh, Pick a time period. Uh, The dance only plays 80s music. Deb wears a side pony. Napoleon wears moon boots. They use Walkmans. Watch movies on a VCR. And the brother is always chatting online on dial-up internet. And Napoleon's school ID that he takes out says 2004. Pick a time frame and stick to it. Uh, Personal note, I've seen the ending of this movie play out in real life, and it did not go the same. A special needs kid I went to high school with at a talent show, performed an interpretive dance to the Lion King soundtrack, uh, and I assure you at the end of the number, the entire room did not stand up and cheer. This movie has aged horribly. Not only are we dealing with what's definitely an autistic guy getting bullied for the entire movie, another major plot point is what if a nerdy white guy met a black woman and fell in love? So then he starts to dress and talk like an over-exaggerated ghetto black dude. That's the entire joke for the rest of the movie. Uh, The the characters are either wildly unlikable or at best mildly retarded without the charm and endearing qualities that retarded people have. Awkward does not equal funny. Uh, Even some of the best reviews of this movie describe it as not laugh out loud funny. Well, then it's not funny. If you're not (laughs) laughing, it's not working. And uh, just food for thought, maybe it's not that everyone is giving great, awkward performances. It's that the writer and director are a a husband and wife couple who met at Brigham Young. That's right. They're Mormon weirdos who don't know how humans interact. And everyone on set was matching that energy. Finally, personal problem. Napoleon Dynamite was a pseudonym Elvis Costello had been using since 1982, at least documented in lyrics since 1986, and the director claims he never heard of it. And even more embarrassing for a Mormon guy from uh, uh, Idaho, his exact wording when when somebody said, you know, that's an Elvis Costello thing – he went, dude. I only listen to hip hop. It's an embarrassing coincidence. If that doesn't make you hate this entire movie just for that fact, I don't know what will.
1: That was the one night stand version by Zach Amico. He just that came was, blue. I don't and think
0: he, t- he took one breath. I think
1: he did. He was like Ace Ventura. We came yeah. in here, the door was closed. <laughs> that man did not heal. That. <laughs> That woman did not. Hear I that feel song. like you wound up
0: for this this morning and just have been waiting the whole time.
2: Yeah. Oh, I've
1: been pumped for this one. I've been, <laughs> le- I've been waiting the this movie for 20 years. <laughs> Let's hear that in an instant replay. <laughs> <laughs> Ace Ventura is a great film, Kevin. As you'll go fuck yourself. I know you hate that. Kevin, I, I am going to start off this one with... Uh, reasoning before we get to my notes i must say please visit guttingthesacredcow.com every day as we have brand new articles on there our list of 10 our quotes our, uh, our 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 sequels that we want to see but have not yet seen or sequels that we never asked for and of course grab a bag a hat a hoodie a long sleeve sweatshirt it is that time of year it's getting a little nippy out there guttingthesacredcow.com merch store articles toilet reading you got it <clears throat> Show me someone that does not want to punch him in his constantly agape mouth, and I'll show you someone who also needs to get punched in their mouth-breathing face as well. The only thing Napoleon Dynamite didn't do in this film is talk about how awkward he is at an open mic for five minutes. The upmanship of horseshit tall tales they tell make me want to wish they'd all be tried for perjury and then sent to Oz Prison. I was a fan of the electoral college until that I learned Idaho has more than one electoral vote. I love how Rex, the karate teacher maintained his Don LaFontaine in a world voice through every one of his scenes. Bravo. I smiled at the cow killing. That's the only emotion I experienced besides pure hatred during this fucking film. I too wore moon boots in 1986. What makes this film even worse is that every asshole in the world said, gosh and dang, for a good six to eight months after this came out, where was COVID when we really needed it? Napoleon Dynamite, let's call him what he is. He's a fucking hoarder. He shoves everything in his pants. Why not try shoving a few punchlines in there next to the tater tots? Uncle Rico reminds me of every shitty Al Bundy high school athlete who regurgitates their glory days at every opportunity. Napoleon's half-closed eyes make me want to stick his hand in an electric bug zapper. Let's talk about Pedro. Pedro sounds like he's ready to audition for a slowpoke Rodriguez. Hey, Speedy, I'm so hungry. Because his entire film budget was spent on tater tots, moon boots, and Uncle Rico's toupee. Talking about his toupee, it looked, it makes Maury's wig from Goodfellas look like Brad Pitt's hair from Legends of the Fall. That's how bad that toupee was. Forrest Gump was a lot more lovable of a silly head, and he got AIDS pussy, unlike this ginger mongoloid. There's no doubt Napoleon Dynamite is the guy who, who fingers his own asshole, then his belly button, and then sniffs it. These idiots bought a... Time machine, in quotes. And I wish I had a time machine, too, to so go back in time to last Wednesday and tell Zach Miko to go fuck himself when he chose this film. Uncle Rico with the Jersey Italian cross gold necklace. Only thing missing is him telling stories of finger-banging Staten Island girls on the dance floor at Headliners.
0: The Headliners best- a great bar. Thank you. I knew that would cool
1: get, a- I- I get one with you. The the best part of this film by far is hearing the A-Team theme song. Now, if only Hannibal were to show up and put a cigar out in Napoleon Dynamite's eye. I love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) Minute 63, our first black person finally shows up in this film, in which Zach Amico might have said, Why so soon? Why do Summer and Trisha both look like Melanie Hustle from the 1993 SNL roster? People flock to Idaho for a Napoleon Dynamite festival and visit some of the locations. I'd rather my five-year-old daughter date a brony than visit Idaho, for Christ's sakes. I hate the way Napoleon Dynamite runs. I've seen heroin addicts run with more grace than he does. The class election brings me back to when people ran for class president and they always promised things they could never deliver. I'd respect them if they could actually deliver on some things, like I promised more statutory rape cases brought upon teachers, more students demanding pronoun identification, and I promised a double last year's school shootings by a mile. I, I enjoyed Summer's boyfriend, or as I had to think of it, Biff Tannen, if he got in a car accident, and then crashed into the toxic waste container from RoboCop. The second best thing about this film is when the girls did a dancing dance number to the Backstreet Boys' Larger Than Life song, because that song is catchy as fuck. I like. When I actually
0: you, downloaded it after I heard it.
1: <laughs> did you? I had it on my phone. I was like, like it. I, love,
0: I love that song back it in the 90s or so whatever it, it was. Yeah, late two, <laughs> early 2000s.
1: I like as Zach Apley had said, Kip decides to dress black. When did he decide to copycat Jamie Kennedy from Malibu's Most Wanted? <laughs> the only way this movie would have redeemed itself is if Pedro's Cholo gang member brothers actually impale, anally impaled Napoleon Dynamite on the tetherball pole. That being said, this film is fucking hilarious. Just kidding. I, this is an honest to God, honest to God, In my top ten, bottom all-time films, and even bottom five, I abhor this film, and I will one hundred percent look down upon you as if you said something dumb like Episode One was the best Star Wars film ever. Like if I was going to, we talked about me gutting a film. This was one of the films I was going to gut, but Zach decided to go ahead and do it by all means. I have plenty of others I will gut myself. This film has the rare and dubious honor of me giving it a. Zero out of ten. You fucking heard me. A zero out of ten. And if you like this film, may every time you go to buy gas, coffee, or gum that you be stuck behind some asshole trying to buy 253 different lottery ticket combinations. Fuck this film. Kevin Israel, the floor is yours.
0: I'm glad you chose to go first. Um, and I, I wish I wish Zach didn't do the uh, auctioneer's version of his takedown because... I, start, I first of all, I, I saw this movie part of it in 2005 or six because a girl I was dating insisted on watching it uh, on DVD and we started to watch it and I turned it off and walked out of a room. I, I, was like, I knew what they could I just assumed at that point I was just dumb and didn't get what they were going for and then I never watched it again. I've never watched this movie all the way through. Until right. Falk and so Zach here decided to force it upon us. And it is as terrible as I remember. I started to take notes and I was like, I can't even write jokes about this because the movie's just not like the movie seems to be making fun of itself, but without, like Kevin said, without punchlines, there's nothing. It's just a bunch of awkward people just kind of bumping into each other. It's like a game of awkward bumper cars. Like <laughs> just each scene is just a few of these people in a room bouncing off of each other. Until the fucking time runs out. It's such a bad movie. The And the only funny part, and Kev, I'm so glad you said it. The only time I smiled, I, went, I might have even gone, huh, was when the cow got <laughs> shot and the kids all started to scream. I was like, okay, that's funny. And then I was like, oh, maybe there's more of this. Maybe there's more like dark, fucked up humor. And there wasn't. It never went anywhere. I was sure something fucked up was going to happen when he was in the chicken coop. Which was like had nothing to do with anything. The cow thing had nothing to do with anything. It was it was like a, it was like watching a cartoon, like a weird kids cartoon that just never went anywhere. It's just it's so bad. And there, and I think Zach said it. None of these people are likable. No, There's not a single likable character. I could if you want to make a show a movie just full of assholes and idiots, but you have to have one person. Pedro should have been likable. They should have made Pedro. Like he was the awkward one. He was the, the out outsider sort of, and they should have made him the one kind of that you were like, oh, at least he gets that everybody here's weird and crazy. The whole town was retarded. Everybody, literally, even the people who like were just kind of peripheral characters, all seem to be kind of retarded. And they're all and and all older people are pedophiles apparently. Uncle Rico was clearly a pedophile. He was in a van and then he hit on those girls with fucking breast pills. That yeah. was that was. Could you imagine if you tried making that today? Imagine if you tried making that to, that as a as a scene in a movie today. There, right. You would be boycotted. And then there was the scene at the very yeah, end. They could
1: never. They could never make it today because in today's terms, you have to have at least one trans person here, so that would be out. Yeah. <laughs> no trans in the in the
0: Mormon community, I bet.
1: You'll be. Andrico. And yeah. What's that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ann Rico. And there was a scene at the end where the principal is watching like the girls dance, and he like has this creepy leery smile. Yes. Yeah. It's like, what is every. Everyone over 30 in this, in this town is just about a mile. That's he looks, what He getting. likes
1: the, the revolting blob from Billy Madison, but not as
0: cool. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm still horny, Billy. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole, it was, it was really, yeah, it was really like just an unfunny South Park episode. Um, and, and at one point, Napoleon actually goes, you're so retarded. And I felt like he was talking to the audience. I felt like that he was breaking the fourth wall and he was telling all of us what we are for watching this horrible shit stain of a movie. And, and I, and by the, towards like the three quarter mark, I started to feel like maybe I was the dumb one again. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't get, like, this was just so above me. It made me feel exactly like how I felt when we watched 2001. Like I was like, dumb? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, like, I guess I'm just not smart enough to get what these people are putting down. And uh, this is on me. It's on me. But it's not. This was just a shit ass movie that a bunch of fucking weirdos latched onto and were like, "We get it. We were that guy, and we understand." No, nobody was that fucking guy. No, it never happened. Like Zach said, nobody ever stood up and applauded for at least be honest at the end when he danced and like have everybody like start throwing shit at him and laughing. That's how the movie should have should have ended. Like, if you're an idiot like this, you're just never gonna win. There was a my my high school election, the only one I remember. A kid got up who was kind of a nerd and gave a great speech about a couple of things that he wanted to do. And I don't remember what it was, but I remember thinking, oh, this guy actually has a plan. Then a popular kid got up, said some stuff about being on the football team, did four backflips, and he won like 98% of the vote. So, like, this shit doesn't happen. I mean, maybe now in our politically correct world it happens, but in the 90s and early 2000s, the loser never won. That's just not how it went. And it just – it the whole movie was just – that doesn't happen. Ah, just, my just an exhausted, Just an exhausted Kevin Goatee. That doesn't happen. This movie fucking infuriated me. There was actually one point where I realized that I was looking at something on my phone, and I missed about 15 minutes of the movie, and I didn't even go back to no find either. out what I missed. And apparently I missed fucking... Uh, Deidre Bader, whatever the fuck his name is, coming in and beating the shit out of Rico, which that I kind of wish I would have seen. He, If anybody was the highlight of the movie, I at least I thought his character was at least sort of funny, but... This whole thing was just a fucking shit stain of a movie. I hated it. I hate... Zach and I have never really met before, but Zach, I now hate you. <laughs> and I, like, I just spent... It was two hours. That fucking movie was two hours. Yeah, it was, like a, well, a close. it was, like, an hour and 45. But, yeah, you're what, right. D- okay. You yeah. fucking, you give me my 15. And uh, it was an hour and a half, actually, because I missed 15 minutes of it. Uh, <laughs> it's just a shitty movie. And, you know, but you know what? I'm not going to give it a zero, because... Because of the Backstreet Boys song, I'm going to give it a one. <laughs> I, I, I watch it funny
1: about you too. My, uh, the girl I was dating last before my, my wife, it came out when we were, uh, we were dating and everyone was like, dude, this is like a scaled down, not as funny, but kind of sort of Beavis and Butthead. I go, oh boy, you were just setting the bar way too fucking high with me for that because that's one of my all-time – that and Breaking Bad are one and two in my, in my fucking list of shows. It is the ultimate propaganda trick. Yeah, like
2: I said, MTV yeah. bought yeah. the movie, played commercial for it every day, and had everyone in the MTV universe say, "This is a brilliant movie that we just randomly discovered. Uh, you guys need to check it out." Like it was literally force fed into our generation.
1: Yeah, I didn't. You know what? I didn't see any of that in the research. So good on you, Zach. Nice, nice pickups on that. Yeah. This. So anyway, I watched it with my then girlfriend. And I turned it off and it was over. I just look at her, and she has a look on her face. I go, I owe you. And I just went down on her on the fucking couch and hit her a solid. I go, this is terrible. I owe you for making you watch an hour and 45, whatever, of this shit film. This film <laughs> stinks. It absolutely – there are zero jokes in it. There are zero. And as we're about to get to our reviews, Zach, you also took the, uh, the win out of, out of my sales. The reviews, the critics are going to echo those sentiments. So without further ado, critics, five-star reviews. Five star reviews. Five star reviews by critics. This film can be utterly brilliant one minute and less than zero a second later. It's an oddball film whose attempt at mainstream seduction may make it all too easy to overrate. It's a lot said of nothing too odd to dismiss, and often truly funny.
0: No. I really want to sit down with one of these people and have them explain to me what was good about this movie. Like, not in their fancy words. Just watch three scenes and have them say, here's what's funny, and have me go, oh, I get it now, but that's never going to fucking happen. You
2: know, everyone that wrote these good reviews, you can picture them in your head. Yeah. (laughs) Him. (laughs) Fucking him. They're all a different T-shirt.
1: Yeah. Napoleon's climactic spaz-out dance is more than a goofy gag. It's a payoff to a great buddy system comedy, and the idea that it's not high school dreams and regrets that last, but the the sometimes bizarre friendships. If you have an indie film sense of humor, and those of you who have it know what I mean, you will probably enjoy this flick.
0: If you like bad movies... Yeah. You don't just get to say indie film and then it just is good. Like, it's just beyond you. You know, Indie it, it, film doesn't, that's, that's not, that's, that's not like an award in itself. That it just means, means that yeah. a studio didn't pick it up.
1: Yeah, that means it's, I'm a very quirky fuck who, everyone hates my sense of humor except for six people. You know what's an indie film that was hilarious? Clerks. Still hilarious. Yeah. That's an indie film. That's fu- fucking people. A Rorschach test of viewer empathy. While I, I respect the concerns of those who find the movie cruel... I have to side with those who find it ultimately endearing.
0: You know what? I didn't hear his word you just said because what you said before that was brilliant. This is a great example. Clerks is, the, is, the, is, Thank you. is the, the good version of this. Clerks is about a bunch of awkward people in kind of random situations that almost doesn't really play out into a whole story, but it's enjoyable to watch. You like the characters, even though they're all socially awkward and kind of outcasts. And the, 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 the story works in the end. And even though it, even the ending doesn't have a real ending, that was like the right way to do this. And Napoleon Dynamite was like, if you did everything wrong.
1: Well, that, that and they had a fuckload of jokes in Clerks. It's funny. It's still and sure. it holds up. Rewatched it three weeks, oh. three weeks ago, a month ago. Still left my balls off. Critics, one star reviews. Critics one-star reviews. Critics one-star reviews. (laughs) The approach has all the lasting charm of a train derailment, but at least the train is going somewhere before it is brought to disaster. I was going to say this film has the charm of a Long Island train shooter, but hey, tomato, tomato. Hater seems perversely bored, unable to hold his eyes open. Was that a conscious acting choice, or was he simply reading his lines off the floor? Napoleon Dynamite is like watching Todd Solins kick a dog on Nickelodeon. I have no idea what the fuck that is.
2: That's very funny. Is it? I, he made like, a right? Happiness. Still don't it's talking. a Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. It's basically uh, Phil, uh, Happiness is an. Is two straight hours of
1: people being sad. Oh, And And so they actually kind of nailed the tone. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling one of you would get that. I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to even Google it. I'm going to let one of you figure it out. And I knew what he would deliver. So good on you, Zach. Last one. It's an empty affected experience and a five minute joke stretched out to 85 of the most soul sucking high power questioning minutes
0: found in a movie this year. I'm just glad most of these actors didn't go on to do anything. Well hater had what? Blades of Glory. He, he did like yeah, he did like three movies. He kinda rode the Napoleon thing. Yeah, for a he few wrote years. it out,
1: man, because he never was good in anything else either. I no. haven't I refused to watch anything else that he was in because he was
0: basically film. Napoleon dynamite in Blades of Glory. Well that's and what I
1: heard. Bench warmers as and well. Warm, yeah.
0: yeah. Yes, yep. Yeah, bench warmers was terrible.
1: Here's a side note: if it has John Hader in it, I don't watch it. If it has the Sklar brothers in it, I don't watch that either. <laughs> Amazon one, uh, Amazon five star reviews. Excuse me. Amazon five star review the ooze. It's time for Amazon five star reviews. Five star reviews. And I read this cut and paste, guys, so get ready for some bad grammar. I try to get my son to watch quality movies all right, all the time, and he won't. One night I said, do you want to watch Napoleon Dynamite? Without even looking up from YouTube, he said, no, you maybe watch Bill and Ted's, and I hated for it. There is no accounting for taste in most instances, but I started the film. He heard it playing, parentheses, which was amazing as he never hears take out the garbage, even when he isn't watching (laughs) YouTube and is looking directly at me and came to join me. He loved it. My payback for this moment of bonding was to have the lines repeated back to me for weeks on the way to school, the way home from school, at dinner, through the bathroom door, and get responses in the Napoleon style whenever I asked him to do anything. Who said 15-year-olds aren't fun? Uh, Here's a line that you're never going to hear from your son. Ready, Mom and Dad? I need help. I'm drowning in pussy. (laughs) Sign, stream of consciousness, 2023. Some people will not like this movie. They, these, those people may not be any fun. I would say, though, I cannot imagine this film translates well to foreign languages. You will never see a film quite like this one, ever. If you don't like it, look deep into yourself and seek out why. And then and I think these are the same people who pour ranch dressing on their pizza and say, that's what she said after every double entendre. Stupid, but brilliant. Hilarious, but Thoughtful ridiculous but endearing unfortunately the future hus- sorry the filmmaker husband and uh, husband and wife team went quote the way of the world and make hollywood favored crap now let me get this straight selling out versus working as a night manager at tgi fridays while trying to pump out shitty scripts selling out is bad i love when people get this fucking higher you know mightier than now they sold out fuck yeah they sold out which are all try- every single one of us is trying to sell out good God. that's like saying you shouldn't join the nba you should keep playing basketball at the west 4th street court yeah <laughs> there's also the anti-pc jabs such as eating beef steak for breakfast lunch and dinner with no veggies in sight the pc culture police are out again huh fellas For me, the interest lies in how the movie presents a cultural anthropology of the changing rural Midwest. We know the Internet is changing the world, and we see this in the movie when Napoleon's brother leaves for Detroit with an inner-city girlfriend he met in an Internet chat room. What does this review say to me, guys? Children, stay off the Internet. You could end up meeting a black person in an AOL chat room. Ooh, the, don't do go on the internet. In it could lead to Detroit. Yeah. Amazon one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. I kind of start with my favorite one. I really enjoy the Motorola phone case I got for the phone I don't have instead of the movie that was supposed to be sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> favorite
0: i like that they took the time to write that review i think I that
1: I, I love it this that's why i put it first like you know what, this one, we're gonna lead off with with, with a plus material this next one oh boy we rented this movie because our adventure date book told us to it was so bad we had a lot of fun building a cake quote-unquote that was associated with the date and then talking about how bad this movie was i think it's really only a good movie to show to second graders I flipped ahead to chapter 17 of our adventure date book, and then we had anal sex with a car radio antenna because how many times can you go bowling? What's an adventure date book? This is for people who are on the, uh, on the last uh, – yeah, For people who are about to get divorced. Yes! I was just, I was just, no. spit for people who are on the verge of cheating, I was going to say. Exactly. <laughs> too slow and too damn quiet. My girlfriend said it was giving her an anxiety attack.
0: L-A-M-A-O, crying laughy emoji. You know what? That is a fucking fantastic point. And I thought it a little bit while I was watching it. Why is everybody whispering? Everybody in the movie whispers. I mean, you can yell in
1: Idaho. There's no one who's going to tell you to shut the fuck up. There's, there's
0: nobody years. nobody talked at a normal level, and everybody sounded like they were either just about to fall asleep or waking up from a nap.
1: It's like they were hiding from the Nazis in the, in the, in the attic where <laughs> Frank was.
0: Of course you'd know what
1: that sounded like. Ah. Uh. I just watched *Inglorious Bastards* again. What can I tell you? This movie is more of an insult to the life of many who are margined in school. Perhaps I was expecting a turnaround and a heroic ending as it has happened in life. Just look at who rules the world today. Nerds! Is <laughs> that review. you or did oh, I really no, say no, that? No, 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 no. That wasn't that was <laughs> me. That wasn't me. For once, that wasn't me. Last review. Ready? Oh!
0: Did he come while he was writing?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, LGH ampersand parentheses. Zach, give me a score from 1 to 10 in Napoleon Dynamite. I forgot to ask you that. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to give it a 1. Really? Why not a 0 and join the cool kids?
2: I think uh, a 1 because I I did make it through it. I think a 0 means I couldn't sit through it.
1: I I mean, okay, fair. I respect
2: that. And also I enjoy the embarrassment of that John Hader and the kid that played Pedro must have felt. Because when you look at their ages, yeah like, Pedro's like 35. Right. And he's got to play a Mexican child. Right. And John Hader's like 31, 32. And he had to seriously sit on a school bus with an action figure on a string <laughs> and play retarded. And I was just like, you know what? And he had to do it for a thousand dollars at the time. What and was that him, about,
0: by the way? You could cut this out, but I actually do want to know. I thought that was gonna pay off to something.
1: No, yeah. I think he's just a weird fucking man child. But they couldn't movie. have got they couldn't have grabbed Warren from something about Mary. Have you seen my baseball? <laughs> and they're like shockingly too old,
2: uh, because most of the extras are real high school kids.
1: And, and there were anyway, old
2: people walking around.
1: Yeah, there were yeah. a lot of people in the town, because actually one of the reviews was a woman saying, oh, I played the secretary in high school where he has to use the phone. Kevin Israel, did Zach Amico gut the sacred cow?
0: Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes. And not only did he gut it, I think it was a record time gutting. Like, if there if there was a Guinness book of records for how fast a movie was gut. Yeah, like, it's almost like the, the the fucking name that tune. Like, I can gut it in four words. <laughs> Zach is the Usain Bolt of the show so far. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that was, that was, you know what? And it's, it's funny because uh, we've had guests on who ramble on for, 20, 30 minutes about a movie, and they say nothing. And
1: and Kevin it's, has it's, to go, or Kevin Goatee has to go, and cut around these people and make them seem interesting. So
0: will yeah. work for me. And it's and it's and it's painful. And I, we've had other people who went too short, and then Goatee and I have to try to uh, find other stuff to talk about to lengthen this out. But you, man, kudos to you. You're fucking that was abridged, brief, and and done. It was like it was a fucking stiletto to the jugular. He like jabbed in, jabbed out, walked away. Nobody didn't know he did it. Everybody just watched the cow drop and was like, "What the fuck just happened?"
1: He was like, like Don. He was like the, Don. The cow's Cheadle. dead. Yeah. He was like Don Cheadle and out of sight where he walks by in the prison line and stabs a guy. And Cooney goes, "Keep moving, don't look. Keep moving, don't yeah, look." Yeah. <laughs> That's a great fucking film by out of sight. So underrated. Not a very good enough. movie. Zach, why don't you shut out your Twitter? Everything else you want to plug again? Let the let the good people know where you are
2: fantastic uh follow me on instagram at zach is not funny check out my show zach Nico's midnight spook show fridays at midnight on gas digital i also do a morning show monday wednesdays and fridays the real ass podcast with my hetero life mate lewis j gomez you can check out catalyst wrestling it's on gas digital it's also on the fight network and fight tv uh, the wrestling company that i uh work for as a manager and i'm on the creative side and my new movie hashtag shakespeare's Shitstorm. Uh, that I did with Trauma Entertainment is coming out now. We're doing a screening November the 13th at the Bel Air Drive-In, and uh, we'll be doing a ton of uh, uh, virtual film festivals as we continue to premiere throughout the year and next
1: year. Hey, Kevin Israel, why don't you tell the good folks where we can find you?
0: KevinIsrael.com, my album The Struggle is Real on iTunes and everywhere else, and uh, check my calendar on my website as comedy shows slowly trickle in.
1: KevinGott.com for more movie reviews. What have I seen? Nothing really. It's it's all it's all there's nothing new to see. NFL picks have those up there every week. and do that, but of course, more importantly, guttingthesacredcow.com as I said before. GTSC podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Hell, even Tumblr. Why? Because Instagram lets me copy right there without any extra work. So fuck it guttingthesacredcow.com every day for all of your reading pleasures and uh, at Kevin Goatee, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Zach Amigo, we thank you yet again for coming on our show. That was a hell of a job. We appreciate it. And that's it, kids. We'll see you next time. Take care. Later.
0: Good time. Be good, guys.
2: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.